0: Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk from MediaVillage.com. I am your host, Juan Ayala. In each episode, we'll be bringing you exclusive interviews with rising stars of television and media, highlighting topics such as diversity, inclusivity, and representation. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to talking. Today, I'm very happy to be sitting here virtually, by coastally with Quincy Chad, stage and screen actor who you'll recognize from Power, The Get Down, Tell Me a Story, and most recently, FX's Snowfall. Quincy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me Juan. What a wonderful introduction.
0: Uh, so Quincy and I go back a couple years, uh, used to work together here in New York. He has since gone over to L.A., to continue as many acting bookings. And uh, as I said earlier, most recently, he was a uh, uh, guest star on FX's Snowfall. So Quincy, you get the call that you're booked for Snowfall. And uh, what's going through your head?
1: Oh, man. Uh, Obviously, you know, excited. Um, You know, (laughs) it's one of those things where it was like, this is wonderful. Uh, how many episodes? That's a, that's what my <laughs> mind did right away, you know. Because um, on shows like this, I you know, if you watch this show, people go at any second. You know, people can get killed, and then that's it. So you know, when you get you know over over the course of my career, I've done several. You know, been lucky enough to done to have done several uh, guest stars and recurring guest stars, and you know. It, it, it's become a question that I ask fairly frequently because I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to die. Like, what kind of run can we have on here? You know what I mean? Like, I'm obviously grateful, of course. Like, when you get the um, when you get the call, it's like, oh, finally, you know? Especially for me, the first one that I booked in LA, um, for it to be Snowfall, the show that I watched that I know a lot of people I know watch and a lot of actors respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, that, that had me pretty excited. But then, I quickly flipped to, okay, guys, do we know how many? Like, is it, you know, basically trying to find out if I die. Right. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, casting doesn't necessarily tell you that because sometimes not everything's written up to that point. So you don't know. It could be one, it could be two. Um, They did say recur, so we knew at least two. And um, obviously you're hoping for every episode that's left, right? (laughs) Like, that's what you want it to be. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall, I was just extremely excited and just, you know, happy to get to work, you know, and being blessed during a pandemic to actually book something and be able to shoot it and feel safe doing it, you know, it was great.
0: With so much going on in the industry and having been on pause for so long and and still on a a rather slow rollout and shows uh, relocating as well, you know, sort of going to whether it's other countries or other parts of the country um, to shoot again. um, Very, very cool that you booked such such a pretty major part in the show for those couple of episodes in retrospect what would you say has been the most exciting or the most fun that you've had working on a tv set
1: the most fun that i've had working on actually you know i hope it's not just recency bias but it's probably is snowfall um (laughs) you know (laughs) it's funny because trying to explain to other actors uh when you come in to a show that's already set it's been in its fourth season um you know and I've been in other shows that have been multiple seasons you come in and you kind of feel your way out because you have a job to do um but at the same time everybody else is almost like a family and so you're the one coming in like the new guy and everyone kind of looking at you like hmm you know does he have it? You know, is he gonna let's see if he can hang, you know what I mean? that kind of thing. And snowfall, you know, we actually shot backwards. So we shot episode eight before seven. And obviously, it's a little it's a little tricky for an actor because even the smallest moments in an, in a later episode will change given on the interaction you had in a prior episode. It's just like real life. If I saw you yesterday, and we talked about whatever it is, we got into an argument, it's gonna change the way I receive you the next day. Mm. So doing it backwards was a little tricky. Um, And I think getting over the gravity of, you know, this is Snowfall, this is an actor show, um, came a little bit easier shooting the second second episode Mm. because I had a couple of scenes to do a little bit more. You know, in episode eight, I didn't have a ton to do. I was kind of pushing the story along. Mm. In episode seven, there were two scenes that were like, you know, it was me driving the scene. And, you know, us actors, we want to drive scenes. We always, you know, kind of want to be the ones to push it. And so I think the fun came in um, shooting episode seven more so than episode eight because uh, the director and... The showrunner and everybody allowed allowed me to kind of be a little bit free Uh, a lot of times you come into these shows and they're very regimented and it's exactly what's on the page and let's stick to that and nothing more cut and dry Uh, they gave you a lot of freedom to kind of play um, in that area and particularly in episode seven we had some scenes where i was ad-libbing you know, when you start to get comfortable, you're like, all right, well, I can do I can do stuff out here now. So mm-hmm. you kind of start to ad lib, and I was ad-libbing in between. And a little bit after the scene um, with Isaiah John, they're they're walking away from me. And every time, you know, every time basically once the written scene was done, I would, you know, say a couple lines to them as they're walking away. And then I change it every time they walked away. And so everybody started laughing at all this stuff I was saying. The next scene I had was with Alvin Joseph and um, you know, he's from New York. Uh, I had met him obviously in episode eight because he was in the um, the scene then and we just started to play and it was a barbecue that was supposed to be happening. And so he's cooking on the grill after, you know after the scene is pretty much done and we we're ad-libbing and we're going on for like two, three minutes after the scene. So that was just too much fun. I mean, it, as an actor, um, You know, you come from doing so many shows and films and stuff like that, where they're a little strict, but on film, you're a little tight, you know, at times, you know, you've got to stand here. We need you here. We need you to hit this mark here, that kind of thing. And having the freedom almost felt like a little length scene and we got to play around a bit. So it was a lot of fun.
0: So whenever actors are um, on a particular level in their career, it's um, there's a lot of focus on Um, your one's type and one's brand and typecasting and all of that so do you think that there is a bit of a misconception of of who you are because of your type because I know you had money for a couple years so it's like I know who you are do you think that people take one look at maybe your headshot or you walk in the audition room and they think one thing
1: oh yeah 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 Uh, you know (laughs) you know I think uh, (laughs) the, the way you phrase that is interesting because you know, I think I've been dealing with that probably my entire life, right? Um, mm. you know, oddly enough, on the talk talkback uh, after Snowfall, we touched on this topic because Amon is also, you know, we're of similar size. Mm. A bit. Um, and just for the people that don't know, he plays Jerome on Snowfall. Uh, he's one of the regulars. and. Uh, growing up as like a larger black man moving in these spaces, whether that be entertainment or just, you know, whatever job or or just different arenas and places you end up, there's almost an idea of almost like turning down your size, if you can, Mm. to sort of make people feel a little bit more comfortable in your presence because people can be intimidated, you know, just by size and then, Black man, um, you know, so when you have these conversations, whether it be, you know, at the local grocery store, you're in an elevator, you're walking to the subway, you know, there's a way to almost turn it down a bit, you know, smile more, you know, high, make your voice a little higher, all those kinds of things that you end up doing to kind of make sure that other people are comfortable. Mm-hmm. So when you say, like, do you think that you are a typecast? I mean, Yeah, I think that's that's certainly true. I mean, to a degree, I got (laughs) to... Actually, this is the the best way to put it. Uh, Person of Interest was the show. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy Simpson was the guest star. And um, we had a couple scenes together. And we had talked about, um, you know, we're just talking about acting and things like that. And I told him, you know, I've seen him in so many things. I love his work, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, you know, I talked to him about being typecast. I'm like, I'm playing an athlete in this episode and I'm always getting... You know kind of the same stuff like what do you think i can do to break out and you know do something different and he said well you know people have such a negative view on being typecast um but you actually do have to be cast to be typecast so don't think of it as such a bad thing continue to get cast and then when you get the opportunity to do something different you know just kill yourself and make sure that you put everything into it so that you get more opportunities like that. And ever since then, I never really took it as a, a negative. Um, I try to look at it as a positive thing. And that like, look, you know, you show them you can do this one thing. And when you get the opportunity to do something different, you know, just crush it. And, and, and until then, um, and also you can create those other opportunities yourself, whether that's you're writing your web series and you've got your short film where you play the, you know, the lawyer, the banker, whatever it is, um, whatever it is that you want to play that you don't normally get seen for maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily enough for me, I have been getting seen for other things, even though um, you know, the last couple of things that people have seen me in has been that kind of like villainous kind of role, mm-hmm. so. You know, it's, a, it's just a lesson to actors. Just take it as a positive in the beginning, especially um, because it's not easy. It's not an easy business. Would you rather be typecast or not cast? Yeah, I think you take typecast right. and then try to break out every chance you get. Right. It's to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, it happens to some of the biggest stars. Some, you know, people like Leonardo or Brad Pitt, they get cast as the heartthrob or you know yeah. whatever for for the first decade or two of their careers, and then as they change, the roles change, the opportunities change, and and yeah, any exactly. actors listening definitely embrace the typecast because, like Quincy said, the word cast is in there. So yes, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah,
1: that was someone a good can't one.
0: complain about cast about being typecast if they're not booking.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. That's the way I look at it.
0: Uh, so to close out, would a thirteen year old you think you'd have made it as far as you have?
1: Oof, I. <laughs> Geez, a 13 year old me. I mean no, I don't think so. At least not in this field because I I you know, at 13 and I wasn't even thinking about acting at that point. Um, you know, I thought I was going to be you know, a, a professional football player. Like you could have there's no you couldn't have told me anything else. I would have been like totally confused if you told me that any I would be doing anything else with my life at that time at 13. So You know, to end up where I am now, that's it's just a total switch. I would have never thought that.
0: And uh what advice would you give to yourself uh if you got to meet a 10-year younger you? So you 10 years ago, what advice would you give yourself?
1: I think I would have just no (laughs) I was I was gonna say, I think I would have just started acting at that point, or maybe a little bit earlier. Um Yeah, you know, this thing is such a crazy journey that it's so hard to like give yourself advice. Uh, Maybe just stay positive, you know, because uh, any actor, I think you can tell any one of us that at times, because this is so difficult, it's so hard. You know, you get so many no's uh, that you can, you know, break down, you have these breakdowns, you have these times where you're just at lows, you know, it's never, um, why well, shouldn't say it's never, but, uh, for me, not yet to the point where I'm so consistent that I am just beaming all the time, mm. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen, um, easily. And so I think over the time, you know, 10 years ago, I would tell myself to stay positive and just kind of grin and bear through it and, and just soak up everything, learn everything you can.
0: And that concludes this episode of Multicultural TV Talk from MediaVillage.com. If you enjoyed the show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to never miss an episode and head on over to MediaVillage.com to check out all of our articles, columns, reviews, and interviews. Thank you all so much. I'm Juan Ayala and this is Multicultural TV Talk.